God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. It's that time of the week, child. Where y'all at? Where you at? Where you at? Child, do you know who this is? This is Sarah Jakes Roberts, and you are listening to the Woman Evolve podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am. This is one of my favorite parts of the week because I get to spend time with a few hundred of my bestest friends. That's right. You are not just listening to Sarah Jakes Roberts, but rather a host of co-hosts who tune in on Facebook Live to watch me record this podcast live. I am excited because they tune in from all over the world, offering us a variety of perspectives and experiences and occasionally a few chuckles. So I want to welcome to the Woman Evolve podcast, my Facebook Live co-host. I see you, Sharon James. Jameson, how are you doing? Rachel Yvonne is finally seeing this live for the first time. Laura Booker is from Indiana, and she is a part of the Woman Evolved delegation. Come on, somebody. I see Ramona from North Carolina joining in with the Woman Evolved delegation. We here at the Woman Evolved delegation need a variety of women from all different walks and talks of life so that we can have a moment to really just unwind and to discuss some of the topics that have been taking place in the news. I see Marissa from Tyler, Texas. I see Alvin from Trinidad. What's up? How are you doing? I see Tatiana from Jubilee in Boston. I was just in Boston over the weekend, and I had an incredible time with my family at the Jubilee Christian Church. Listen, I cannot wait for us to get into this week's episode. But before we get started, you know how I'll do. I have to take a minute and let you know what's going on in my world. Ciao. Child, your girl been out here just doing the Lord's work. I've been on the highways and the byways. Come on, somebody. Doing the Lord's work. I had an incredible time in Boston, like I mentioned, and then I got to come back and spend some time in Denver Saturday morning with Thrive Church, which put on an incredible event in downtown Denver with a few hundred ladies. And then Sunday, I got to spend time with my Potter's House Denver and Potter's House 1LA family. And I was so exhausted. Can I just tell you? So Thursday, Thursday, I flew to Boston and I got off the plane and spoke like within a couple hours, got up the next morning and spoke Friday morning, powerful services, incredible worship, just incredible serving the vision of Pastor Mona. Got on the plane on Friday, landed, made like 10 steaks and crab and potatoes for my children because I enjoy cooking for them and I didn't want to eat out when we could spend time at home. Saturday morning, woke up and did uh, the services for Thrive. Church or the Conference for Thrive Church. Let me tell you, by Saturday afternoon, I was absolutely positively beat. And I was saying to the Lord, child, sometimes you have to say, child, Lord, 
Jesus, how am I going to pull off Sunday? And he gave me a word that I think really blessed a lot of people. So I was just excited. Let me tell you, it's a word. I got a word already. Man, when you are not feeling your best and you just completely surrender and say, you know what, God, I am just going to rest in not being my best and let my best um, creativity, my best wisdom, my best communication come from you. Sometimes it's coming. It's a word. It's coming. It's taking its time. It's buffering, but it's on the way. But listen, I've got it for you. What I'm saying is this. Sometimes you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to be patient enough to wait and hear what is going to be the best strategy in order to move forward. So like, of course, I had anxiety about the four days of speaking, but I didn't have time to have anxiety. Okay. Sometimes you got to tell yourself, I don't have time for this. Okay. I have to do what I have to do. I need to show up and tomorrow will worry about itself. I will figure out what I'm going to do tomorrow when tomorrow comes. But right now I need to win today. I don't have time to be focused about tomorrow. So I told um, anxiety to get to stepping. And when it was time and I was in a pace place of peace and rest. God gave me exactly what I needed for service on Sunday. And so, yeah. And then after church on Sunday, I went and did a photo shoot for the Woman Evolved clothing line. And y'all went and snatched that stuff up. Okay. I got you some blessed and bougie bombers. I got some, I didn't change. I evolved bombers and the girls were here for them. I only got a little bit of a selection because I wanted to see what the response was. And I hear you. Back to my Facebook Live audience, because I want to make sure I cover as many of you as I can. I see Yolanda from Akron, Ohio. Hey, child. And I am so excited to see Natalie. She is a regular, just in case you didn't know. Natalie and I big kick it every single week, okay? I see Baltimore is in the building, and I am just excited. So yeah, I gave you my rundown. Your girl was slightly tired. Monday, I just, Monday I was excited because the bombers were released. I was just living in excitement. But today, I went on and rested. I finally caught the finale of Scandal. And um, I don't know. I don't know. Just, okay, I'm going to get into the show, but here's the thing. All right. I used to watch Scandal all the time. And then, you know, the way my life started getting set up, I could not tune in as faithfully as I wanted to. And then I started getting lost. Okay. One When Scandal started, we was taking on cases, trying to make the world a better place. Uh, When Scandal went through, uh, it was like a break or something. I don't know what happened. Then Liv was kidnapped and people was on the islands. I was really, really confused and I just couldn't keep up. So I get the same thing happened to me with how to get away with murder. Listen, about season one, midway through, I was like, she didn't got away with murder because I'm lost. I don't know what's going to happen. She has won. There's no need for me to continue watching this show because she has gotten away with murder. Um, But anyway, back to Scandal. So I started watching it as much as I could when I figured out it was going to be the season finale. And, you know, I really don't think nothing of the season finale. I don't know. You know, I don't really think nothing of it. You know, I'm all I'm glad is that Liv got time to sit down and just shh, Liv, okay? You've said enough. You've done enough. I just hope that live, live wherever you are. Maybe you are a part of the Woman Evolve delegation. I hope that Liv is just somewhere minding her business. Come on and bless him. I hope that she is somewhere just, just minding her business. Maybe that it didn't seem like much happened. Oh, I got a word. <laughs> 
It didn't seem like much happened on the finale, but maybe the climax of the whole season was Liv deciding to mind her business because she spent eight Holy Ghost, not even Holy Ghost seasons. She spent eight seasons just minding everybody's business. Maybe that's maybe that's a word for somebody. You have been wondering when you're, I know it's a word. You have been wondering when you're going to get some rest. And I think that you are going to be able to rest at the just maximum capacity when you just decide to mind your business. Huh? Hmm? It's a word or it's not? It's a word. All right. All right. We're going to leave that word right there. Come on and bless him. We're moving on into the show. And I am excited because it's time to rescue Eve. And I want to know who brought their life jackets. I need to know who has the helicopter. Listen, saints, we have to rescue people. Last week, we had a challenging time because I wanted us to rescue Kanye. And some of you, some of you did not want to rescue Brother Kanye. And I am here to say this. If we do not rescue him, who will? Okay, so let's prepare to rescue some saints on today. If you are not familiar with Rescue Eve, Rescue Eve is a segment in our show where we rescue someone from the headlines or from being dragged on social media by dragged. Dragged is a colloquialism, which basically means talked about in a way that is negative to who they can be in Christ. All right. So we take someone who is being dragged in culture or dragged in the headlines and we try to rescue them. We try to offer another perspective instead of us all jumping on the bandwagon of judgment and condemnation. Let's offer another perspective that can provide empathy and compassion for someone. And so I need to know who has their life jackets, who has their helicopters, who is ready to dive into the headlines so that we may see who we can rescue. My first rescue, Woman Evolved Delegation. It's for a South Carolina teacher who has recently retired. Why has she retired, one may ask. My girl has retired after decades of being a teacher because a video has surfaced that shows her standing on a desk, gently tapping the student, a student on the face and twisting his head, pulling his hair, stomping her foot on the desk and pushing him in the chest with the bottom of her foot before climbing down. Immediately after witnessing this video, this teacher who has been a teacher for 27 years was brought under intense scrutiny. Obviously, without context, the video looks like the teacher was unduly um, harassing a student or maybe not being the most professional. I would like to submit for consideration. I want you all to know if you're listening to the podcast that the Woman Evolved delegation says no, okay? Somebody says, absolutely not. Teachers got to go. No excuse for mistreating the child. I am a teacher. No rescue. We are supposed to protect children. I agree with all of that. I would like to add further context to the story, though, because all we saw was the video. And let me tell you, let me read. Let me read for a minute. Where are my glasses? 
I have my life jacket. Where are my glasses? Here's the thing. Sometimes we see stuff on social media and we create a story in our head based off of what we see. But when I read this story and looked it up, I realized that people, not just people, the student and the student's parents have come out seeking no disciplinary action against the teacher because they say this is a part of her personality. The father of the student literally said that he wishes that it would go away and that it never happened merely because he recognizes that this is just the rapport that this particular teacher has with her students. I know maybe it seems crazy. Maybe we don't understand fully. But what I'm saying is that like for 27 years, she says that you can ask any of her students. This is how she engages with them. Now, let me tell you something. All of y'all reading, all of y'all reading the teacher sat up there and watched Dangerous Minds and saw Michelle Pfeiffer. Ain't that the movie? Is it, Can someone help me? Do I need to Google? Dangerous Minds and Coolio in the Gangster's Paradise. Mm, do y'all remember that movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Y'all saw Michelle Pfeiffer go into that school and have to get gully with some of the kids. And everybody enjoyed the movie and thought, whoa, the teacher and all that stuff, you know. And so I'm just wondering if she has a relationship with the children and with her students that we don't fully understand and that the students have come to love her and enjoy her way of teaching because she wants them to be engaged and interactive. Like, is this what can't come on y'all. Hmm. Okay. So Tiffany says, I get a report with the kids, but once she put her foot on him, it's a no. All I'm saying is this, like if the, if the parents, if the parents and the child say it's not that deep, like, is it that deep to us? If, if I come out, first of all, if I come out and y'all see a video of that with one of my kids and I tell y'all for real, it's not that deep. I promise you, like, who are we to say, no, is it is that deep, you know, like, I do think that there is something to be said about if it were my child and me acting differently. But how are we going to drag somebody when everyone came out like her, 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 the parent came out, the child came out, the teacher came out and all of them said, like, this is this is a part of how she has cultivated a relationship, an, an evidently positive relationship with the children in the school. Asia Lynn says, no, it can't be if they aren't bothered. Yeah, like if the parents don't care, then I guess we have to save, save her. We have to save, you know, I, we have to save her. I, you know, Regina says teachers should not put their hands on children. I totally agree. You know, Natri says formally in education. And yes, there were some children that I handled differently because of rapport. That's all I'm saying. Thank you for chiming in as a former teacher. Yeah, like I get I have I'm not a teacher. You know, I'm not a teacher, um, but I am assuming that she doesn't just do this to every child that comes into the classroom. I think that she has a particular rapport with certain students that allows her the ability to do things like this without it coming off as discrimination or abuse or assault, which are all legal terms that I would use if it were my child. But evidently, we're not using those because the students, the parents and the child, they seem fine. Cynthia says parents are probably afraid the teacher will come after them. Child? You think so? I don't know, child. I, mm, I wouldn't care about you coming after me if you came after my child. Because if you come after my child and you come after me, that's self-defense. 
um, don't come for me lest I send for you. You're going to walk over, but you're going to limp back. All of these are terms that I would suggest should anyone come for my child and then come for me for speaking up for my child. Can't imagine it. Mm, Close your eyes. Can you imagine it? I can't. I cannot imagine it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, child. So listen, I want to know, can we rescue her? Alexis says she can be saved since the parents were okay with it. That's what I, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it makes sense in our limited perspective, but it seems like the perspective of everyone involved says it's not that serious. Listen, the student, let me tell you, the student and the teach and the parents rather all had a peaceful walk and protest to try and get her back in the classroom. I think it sounds like a teacher who has found a unique way to connect with people. Adele Weaver says we all need grace. Latasha says she can definitely be saved. And Terry says we can rescue her with therapy. And Grace, come on, Grace. Grace says I'm going, I'm going with rescue. Thank you. Devani says, well, if the parents are okay, rescue her. Chow, it sounds like <laughs> Although Tawana just popped up and says, don't save her. She knows better. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it seems like if the parents are and students are taken to the streets because they want her back in the classroom that badly. I, I think we I don't know. I think that what we have to do possibly. OK, somebody says we can rescue her with a paddle boat. Here's what I'm thinking we should do. I'm thinking we should rescue her. But I'm thinking we should tell her that used to work in a different environment and culture. In this environment and culture moving forward, you can continue to have a rapport, but the rapport needs to have some boundaries, okay? Teresa says we can send her a life jacket. And Natalie says, well, dang, I can't with her feet, but if they want her back, then paddle boat her back. Come on, somebody. We got a rescue. Tiffany says we can rescue her. Kanisha says we can throw her a life jacket. We are rescuing this teacher who has obviously built a rapport with her students and the parents in such a way that made this, you know, acceptable. Zenobia says, tactic is wrong, but I'll rescue because a parent saying it's okay, but floaty only. That's all right, child. A floaty will get the job done. A floaty and some determination will get the job done. All right. Lisa says, we need to mind our business and rescue her. That's right. Okay. Can I tell y'all something? Can I tell y'all how I function in my life of social media. Sometimes I see stuff on social media and before I start getting all worked up, because you know, social media will have you worked up. Okay. Just upset. Before I start getting all worked up, you know what I do? I go to Google and I say, Google, give me the full picture because this 60 second video and this limited caption has not given me the full picture. And before I say something and put my name in it or to take a stand on which side of the fence I'm on, I'm going to do some research. I would like to submit for some of the saints consideration that we do a little research before we end up all upset and up in arms. All right. South Carolina teacher rescued by floaty and by life jacket all right child so we're going to move on to my next rescue and i cannot wait to hear what the woman evolved delegation has to say about this okay Uh, i got this story from the good old shade room the good old shade room where you can just get all of the reliable slightly unreliable news but this one had a video so i submitted it for us to rescue there was a video of a woman in a store with her son. 
And it says a mom was banned from a store because her son allegedly keeps tearing the store apart every time they come. The mom claims that she would never put her hands on her child. Now, in the video, he does toss a few items on the ground and even told the manager to shut not the Holy Ghost. He used a different word up. All right. But the manager. But did the manager take it too far by banning her from the store? Listen, um, here's the thing, you know. To each to each his own in parenting. Um, I have never personally had a child tear up anything in a store and not listen to me when I told them to stop. I don't, I've never, <laughs> I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine being anywhere with any of my children and telling them to not do something and they continue to do it. You know, however, that's not everybody's testimony. And and I want to know if we can save her because she said she can't put her hands on her child. And that gave me some insight into why the child, you know, why the child is carrying on in such a manner. This is what I think. I think that, um, you know, not that you... I don't know how y'all gonna, I don't know how y'all raise y'all's kids, okay? I don't know if y'all put y'all's hands on y'all's kids. I don't wanna make no assumptions. But I think that what she was saying is the only way that I could really handle him is by putting my hands on him. And because I don't wanna put my hands on him, I just have to let him do what he wants to do. And I think we can rescue her because I wanna tell her, girl, you don't have to put your hands on him to get him to stop. There is a way that you can grab a child. Um, it starts with your pinky. First of all, your hand has to be open. Take notes now. Take notes because I want to help you, okay? I want to help everybody out here who doesn't know. You, you, you open up your hand as wide as it can go. Let all the fingers spread apart. Take that open hand around the bicep of the child and wrap it pinky for pinky, then ring finger, then middle finger, then pointer finger around that child. Okay. Let it be slow like that. It's got to, because it can't just be all grabbed at once. It's got to be a slow pinky. If you can get a little rhythm to it, it'll be great. And you just grab that child and you say, stop. Don't say please. Don't say think about it. Open up that hand one more time. I'm going to say it one more time. And I want you to grab all of all of these notes I have for you. Hand, wide as it can go. All of the fingers spread apart. Just wide, just wide. Just stretch your fingers out as far as they can go. Pinky first. Pinky first around the bicep. I prefer mid-bicep, but it's all about what you can get in the moment. Okay, pinky, ring, middle, pointer. Real fast, but with a rhythm. Okay, one at a time, but with a rhythm. And say, stop it. And see if that don't change his life. I think that's how, you know, I cannot confirm or deny whether or not my parents ever put their hands on me in any kind of way. But what I can say is I got grabbed up out of some things. You know, you got to grab them up out of some things and it'll help. But can we rescue her? Because I think if we could get her in the helicopter and we need to get her in a helicopter, y'all, this can't be no floaty thing. If we can get her in a helicopter, I think that we could teach her some things while we're up there, you know, um, taking our time in safety. We could just teach her some things about grabbing. Alexis says, all my mom 
mom had to do was give a look. I mean, one look. I mean, I never even realized that my mother was cockeyed until she put this look on me. And she would put a look on me. And I thought, girl, I didn't even know that your eye was, girl, okay? Because the eye, I think she was straining one of them eyes to put her eyes on me. Natalie says, helicopter, we need to get her in. Yes, come on, somebody. Um, Carmen says, I certainly have the grab rhythm and I can testify that it has a sort of saving power. There's a grace on the grab. A grace on the grab. Should that be, should that be the title of this episode? There's a grace on the grab. I feel a word because God has grabbed me up just like that. You know, pinky, pinky first with the rhythm. Yolanda says, I'll scoop her up. Sounds like we're going to be able to rescue her. Can I get a few more votes before we move on to the next person? Let's see. Can we rescue this mother in need of us. Raven says, come on now, send the helicopter. We need to teach her the way of correction. I saw somebody, one of my Facebook Live co-hosts says, there's a difference between correction and abuse. And, and you know, you just got to know the difference. All I'm saying is that the grab, mm, for 2,000 years, that grab has been grabbing up saints. I've seen it, the Holy Ghost grab. It'll just... Right there. Have you ever been grabbed in church? Can can we have testimony service? And mind your business ministries. Have you been grabbed in church? I want you to comment if you're listening on the podcast. Come on over to my social media page on Instagram or Woman Evolve. And, and I want to know, have you ever been grabbed? And where have you been grabbed? I've been grabbed in church. Maybe we need a hashtag. Where have you been grabbed? I've been grabbed in church. I've been grabbed in grocery stores. I have been grabbed in all sorts of locations. There was nothing off limits. My mama used to be driving one hand on the wheel and the other hand on me grabbed up in the name of Jesus. All right. That grab will, it will, because there's a way that you're grabbed that I think it does something to your blood pressure when you get grabbed like this, it makes you wonder what's coming next. Okay. So, uh, it sounds like we're going to be able to save this young mother because we just want to teach her the ways of the grab. There's a grace on the grab. Ah, come on somebody. Speaking of folks being grabbed, this, see, this is where grabbing goes wrong. Okay. Because Grabbing can go wrong when you grab something that don't belong to you. And if that ain't a word, I don't know what is. Grabbing can go wrong when you don't grab what belongs to you. What am I saying? I'm saying that when the University of Florida started grabbing students who were trying to celebrate that they were um, graduating from college, they made incredible, incredible news. Um, And by incredible, I do mean terrible let me tell you, when I saw this video of the students who were being manhandled, really, you, you know, I mean, just manhandled off of the stage during their graduation. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. The first thing I thought about was Sally Mae. The first thing, the second thing after that was FAFSA. And I thought to myself, after part-time jobs and full-time jobs, when I'm about to walk across the stage, I can't really imagine that you would manhandle me in such a way. Now, you know, 
I know what they was thinking, okay? I don't know if we're going to be able to rescue them. I ain't even going to lie. The Woman Evolved delegation is tired. We have had enough. And I have already stretched them to to rescue some saints on today, okay? So I don't know what's going to happen with this. But here's my things. Here's what I have to offer. You know, when I said, God, show me, show me, show me, show me another way. Show me a reason why this would even be okay. Because it wasn't even professional. It didn't even look whatever. Okay. But this is, okay, here's what the Lord, this is what I came up with when I was searching for empathy and compassion to try and understand that which was being condemned. Maybe they didn't want any celebration. Okay. They didn't want any celebration across the stage. And and they told everybody that, um, you know, we don't want y'all celebrating across the stage. And and they broke the rules and they thought, before you leave, we just want to give you one last lesson. I don't know, child. Because they're adults, you know, and they could not, not even if they were were children, you know, would this be acceptable? But I just couldn't imagine my grown self being grabbed up at graduation. You know, first of all, it's graduation. And if you, listen, I didn't graduate from college, but I can tell you right now, if y'all ever give me an honorary degree from anywhere, I'm walking across the stage like I put in hours at the library like I just didn't have because I just because it's a come on now it's a it's you graduating all right you got on your robe everybody is there you tried to do it for the culture you did it for the community and you get one shot at graduation and yes I want to dance a little Child, my feet are burning. I need to dance. I need to thank the Lord that he is allowing this to happen to me. If any university is listening and you ever decide that you want to give me an honorary degree, just know that I have a mean two-step for this degree. I'm going to start practicing. I'm going to prophesy over my feet. You are going to dance across the graduation stage with great joy. Woman Evolved Delegation, mark my words. I think if I ever get this chance, mm, a mighty dance. Woman Evolved Delegation, are we going to be able to rescue them? I the, I know I didn't have a very good angle on the rescue besides the fact that they asked them not to dance or not to excessively celebrate. They, they grabbed several students too. Okay, but still, can y'all help me? Can, can, we, can someone offer another perspective? Jacqueline says no rescue for them today. Uh, Devani says, Sarah, my love, beloved, I'm going to go with no. Okay. Um, Jamel is just touching and agreeing with me that I get my honorary degree so that my feet can burn with great graduation joy. Does anyone else have any other perspective that maybe can help us understand what the University of Florida had in mind when they started snatching up the students? I'll take anything. I'm not picky. Um, even being asked not to was not a reason for being manhandled. No rescue for them. All right, Lariah, you right. Shannon says, nope, they will not stop the praise of these babies. So it's, it's looking like a no. It's a no. That's all right, because you can't win them all. And you got to know that. 
Kimberly brings up an interesting point. She says, it definitely ruined their moment. It was a great memory that got ruined. It really, really, it, that's all I could think about is that like you are about to walk across the stage. You're excited. They finally called your name. We've been sitting here for hours. The family got the horns ready. Cue the horns. Okay. He's finally about to walk across the stage. And right when I get ready to let my horn blow, you have snatched my son up. Now, who now? Let me tell you. You would be rescuing me from the complete fool that I acted after helping my baby get through any kind of school and you would grab him up. It would have been a rumble in the jungle of the parking lot. I wish you would. I don't care how grown my child is. Don't you? Oh, wait. See, this is why we couldn't rescue the teacher because of that attitude right there. But what I'm saying is this. I wish you would. I wish that you would grab up anything that is attached to me on a day that important to them. When I say you would be rescuing me, I mean it. So, okay, I tried with the University of Florida. Can we put them in a different category, maybe? No. India says it's a Holy Ghost no for me. What she means by that is that no is so deep down in her spirit that she cannot imagine letting it go. I understand a Holy Ghost no when I hear it. Sasha says, schools have been making it a thing these few years about dancing or doing any calls during the ceremony because they believe it's disruptive. But the grabbing, that's what I'm saying. Okay, we're trying to rescue them, okay? But that's what I'm saying, Sasha. Like, okay, it's disruptive for me to dance across the stage. But what about us having a WWE match on the stage? Is that disruptive? That seems very disruptive to me that you would try to wrestle with me in my cap and gown. I can't imagine it. Shantae says, I acted a fool at high school graduation. I know I'm going to act a monkey doggy fool for my graduate degree. Girl, have somebody video. We want to see it. All right, child. Um, Helena says, see, there would be no grace in that grab. See, because you once again, it goes back to grabbing things that don't belong to you. You know, you can grab things that belong to you. Pinky. Ring, middle finger, pointer. Grab things that belong to you. When you grab things that don't, mm -mm, it never works out. So I tried. All right, University of Florida, we love you. You already out there by the water. Hopefully you took some swim classes because it sounds like the woman evolved delegation ain't fitting to help. I tried. Um, that's all I got, really, you know. Um, that's it. That's Rescue Eve. Two out of three rescues ain't bad. Okay? Two out of three. We got two out of three. Sometimes it's a struggle, all three, but at least we rescued the South Carolina teacher and we also rescued the mom who was banned from the store. Now, moving on to Hail Mary. I'm excited about Hail Mary because I think that it is really going to be a very interesting conversation with my Facebook Live co-host. I want to know what you all think about this. First of all, I am just always proud to see someone doing something innovative and empowering in the culture, which is why when I saw the video of Jada Pinkett Smith talking to her husband's ex-wife, Sharif Fletcher, I thought to myself, this is amazing. When I realized that it went beyond just a surface conversation, but really got into a deep conversation about their experience co-parenting and really blending their lives together, I really thought about how powerful that was. 
And so I want to give a Hail Mary to Jada Pinkett Smith and to Sharif Fletcher for this conversation. I think that it is so necessary in a culture that often depicts women who can't get along or women, um, you know, the new wife and the ex-wife who can't get along to really show a positive, positive um, depiction of how it can work well, a mature depiction of how it can work well. I haven't seen the video. I just saw the clip, but I definitely have plans on watching it. But I want to know, Woman Evolved Delegation, what do you all think? Obviously, we have to give them a Hail Mary because as some of y'all, you and your man been separated for decades and can't even be in the grandkids' birthday parties together. And that's not no knocking. I'm just saying that that's a reality. You know, so I think that we have to give them a Hail Mary for for the ability to just get together and have this conversation. I can't wait to watch it. I see that some people, Kendra says, I had to grab my tissues. Chanel says, yes, Red Table Talk was fire. That's the name of the show, by the way, if you're interested in checking it out. It's called Red Table Talk, and it is Jada Pinkett Smith's show and her exploration of just healing and evolving into, you know, womanhood and maturity and grace. Deborah says, yes, Sister Jada, that piece was amazing. I cried. Okay, looks like we've got a Hail Mary. I wonder, for those of you who are blending a family, do you think that this is something that could happen for you? Uh, Stacy says, yes. So instead of being mad, come together. My husband's ex comes and sits on the couch. We grown. Child, let's talk about grown. I thought it was powerful. I think that like, here, this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say, okay? These horror stories of blending a family, um, I guess they're real. But I don't think that they're the norm. Or at least I don't think they should become the norm. Okay, of course there is the opportunity for there to be an awkward dynamic. But only if you allow it. Um, my husband and I have been very intentional about blending our family. You know, my bonus children, as we call them, and their biological mom and I have been very, very intentional about building a relationship. I think she's an incredible woman. I love her. I love what she has done with the children that have made it so easy for me to love them. I respect her role in our family and her role in their lives. And I respect my role in the family and my role in their life. And I just don't want it to believe maybe your life isn't the traditional. I waited until marriage. I met my boo in high school and he's the only person I ever been with like that. That's not everybody's testimony, you know, for there are other testimonies where, you know, you are blending a family. And I just want you to know as someone who is blending a family, as someone who was inspired by this conversation, that just because it is culturally, I guess, the norm for there to be friction or tension between a biological parent and a step-parent, that doesn't have to make it your norm. So don't go into this um, relationship, this marriage or whatever, feeling like I'm going to have baby mama or baby daddy drama because you don't have to do that. Let me tell you something. I made a decision before I'd even met um, my bonus children's biological mom of who I was going to be. This is a word for somebody. You have to determine who you are going to be and what role you are going to play. I have one, I had one goal when my husband and I got married, and that was to create a healthy environment for my children 
and for his children. And I realized that there were going to have to be moments where I would have to stretch myself and to do things that may not be conventionally normal so that we could have this environment of happy growth, wisdom, and just harmony in our household. And I just want you to know that if you decide who you're going to be and you don't mind forgiving and you don't mind stretching and you don't mind loving in spite of the awkwardness, that you can have a beautiful, blended love story as well. I think that ultimately, Jade and Cherie had to walk some things out. Maybe you're walking some things out right now. Just make a decision about who you're going to be. You may have to forgive the person who's in the middle. You may have to forgive words that have been said in the past, but keep the main thing the main thing. And that is making sure that our children have healthy images of relationships in front of them. Because at the end of the day, it only makes it awkward for everyone else. It only makes it um, difficult for the children to even pinpoint what's normal and what's not. So you cannot raise your children with this idea of, oh, I want them to do better than I did. And I want them to have a healthy relationship in spite of what happened between me and their father and then cuss their father out in front of them or behind their backs, honestly. Like you have to decide that I am going to show them how to be a healthy component and how to only create environments where health is possible. I'm not going to add any toxin. You may not be able to to hand you may not be able to control other people's roles, but you can control your role. They may say things that they may say things that bring out the eve inside of you. They may say things that make you want to retaliate in a way that isn't healthy, but when you do that, you stoop to their level. You got to set your bar and not be moved from your bar so that everyone has to rise to the level of where you are or at minimum your children when they are of age can look back and say, it wasn't the easiest environment. My mom had to put up with a lot of stuff, but I realized that her strength was not in how well she cussed them back out. It was not in how well she fought back or or my dad's strength wasn't in how well he reacted. It was how he refused to allow their poison to seep into our environment. That's all. That's all I'm saying, child. You may be the only healthy part of the entire equation, but don't let your health deteriorate because of the toxins that are coming from the other side. You get to make a decision. And as I'm speaking, my husband just chimed in and he's talking about beautifully fashioned and refined in the fire. And I love it. Let me tell mm, you want to talk about a word. Let me tell you something. What made my transition easy too, like if y'all just want some advice easier, is my husband had created an environment that did not allow for there to be drama. And I do think that there is an onus on the person who was in the middle to make sure that when introducing someone that you set the standards and the boundaries on on how that person is going to be treated and respected. And you can't just let that person fend for themselves and like, oh, you figure it out. No, we're going to figure it out together. But yeah, it's been amazing. You know, um, we've been in Denver and we've had visits out here and we've all had dinner and we do birthday parties together and we've done the holidays together. And it ain't no holidays where you're like cutting your eyes and rolling your eyes and can't, you know, ooh, don't let your chicken touch my chicken. And, you know, you take your dessert back to the other side in the laundry room. It's, we not petty. We're doing it for the kids so that the kids have somewhere safe where they can 
have multiple counsel and wisdom. All right. All right. Hail Mary, Jada Pinkett and Sharif Fletcher. All right. My next Hail Mary. Are we moving on to the next Hail Mary? Do we want to get into these comments? Maybe we should get into some of these comments and then we'll move on to the next Hail Mary. I see people who are commenting saying that the husband sets a major role, has a major role in creating that environment, the husband or the wife, whoever's in the middle. I see Meg who says, you get to decide how you'll act. Sometimes you're the only person you can control, child, okay? Um, let's see. Kathy says, it takes growth and wisdom. I totally agree. And Alexis says, exactly. Awkward for us kids. Yeah, kids deal with it for the rest of their lives. They do. Like, come on, y'all. Like, at the end of the day, see, here's the other misconception. I see people sometimes say, you know, like, oh, well, when when we get 18, we go in our separate ways. In what world do you live in that you're actually grown at 18? Ain't nobody grown at 18. I am about to go to my parents' house right now. Like, you're going to end up doing life together. We got weddings. We have grandkids. We have holidays. We have plenty of life to do together. So this idea of just get through 18 is not realistic. I want to be able for us to all be in the same room on Christmas Day with grandkids opening presents and there to not be any beef. And I want our grandkids to see like, listen, they may have had to, to go through some things. There may have been some transitions in our family. But at the end of the day, everyone came together to make sure that it didn't harm us and affect us. Imagine you talking about you love your kids unconditionally. Imagine what kind of love that is to grow up in order to make sure that they have something healthy to be cultivated in. All right. Sasha said, when I was 18, I thought I was grown, but I was a baby. Don't even get me started. That's a whole nother podcast. Just dumb. Okay. Busy waiting to be 18. When I'm 18, I'm finna do this. I'm finna, you ain't finna do nothing, but still be a child. Okay. I'm just now feeling like an adult. Okay. And I went through a marriage, a divorce. Okay. Moved back home, had several jobs. I didn't pay so many taxes to Uncle Sam. And just now am I feeling like an adult. All right. Hail Mary. Jada Pinkett. Sheree Fletcher. My next Hail Mary is for a young rapper out of Philly. Meek Mill was released from prison and, you know, his case was shady boots altogether. Get on Google. He'll tell you everything you need to know. But the reason why I am giving him a Hail Joseph is because Meek Mill has not just been released from prison and just living it up as if nothing happened, but he is being very intentional about um, talking about some of the changes that need to take place in the criminal justice system. And I really thought that was powerful. Who better to advocate for changes necessary in the criminal justice system than someone who has actually been affected affected negatively by the criminal justice system? And so I just thought that that was awesome. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with his moves but I felt like that was one worthy of acknowledging, especially for people who have been negatively affected by the criminal justice system. I think it's really hard for them to really um, enter back into society and feel like they can be a productive member of society when they have this record behind them or this negative track record. And what I love about that is that he took the very thing that could have given him, it's a word, I feel it, I feel it boiling over. He took the very thing that could have created shame or something that he could have tried to distance himself from and looked it right in the face and said, this thing has to change. So I hope that that inspires other people to really become 
intentional. I feel like I've said that word a thousand times in this podcast about um, how they treat their past and the changes that can be made as a result of them speaking up for people who may not have a voice. So that's my Hail Joseph Meek Meal. Come on, somebody. Patricia says, Hail Joseph. Danielle says, yes, yes, yes. He should have never been there. Yeah, his case was whack. But even if you have been there, like, don't run away from the fact that you know, you still have an opportunity to help people who are struggling with the thing that placed you in prison or jail or wherever it is that you feel like you shouldn't be. Take that pain and help someone else avoid it in the future. That's what purpose is. Chanel says me for president. I think you tripping. Now, hell, Joseph has gone a little too far, you know. Mm. Not maybe not for president, maybe not for president. Let you know what? Let me repent because I'm putting limits on what God can do. I don't want to put no put no limits on what God can do. But wow. Okay. Let's see. Daninka says, that's true. Meek understands that struggle and made it something he went through to help others. And then she said, I was hilarious. I, I'm just being myself on today. I'm not sure. All right. Um, Sasha says, listen, people pay their dues and then are asked to be productive members of society, but they can't get hired. They can't get a decent apartment. It's a hot mess. And I think until people start speaking up on their behalf, specifically those who are affected, family members, people who are within the community, then they may not ever get that shot. So hopefully Meek Mill inspires them. All right, y'all. Let's see. So we had Jada Pinkett Smith, Sharif Fletcher, Meek Mill. And my last Hail Mary is just for the Met Gala. I don't know if you're like me and you were on your timeline sitting there watching people in their gowns and wondering to yourself, self, where is my invitation? That's all I could think of the entire time. Y'all don't think that I want to put on some costume and do something weird with my makeup and throw me on a hat or a veil or a halo and strut down the red car? You know what I should have done? I should have created my own Met Gala right here in my own house, straight up out the laundry room. I should have just had me my own little Met Gala, but I just wanted to give them a Hail Mary because the saints dress for the Met Gala. Do you hear me? They don't just throw on anything. Mm-mm. Now, sometimes they look crazy. I ain't, I'm not going to lie. But let me tell you, they get dressed for that damn Met Gala. And I think that uh, Rihanna would like us to change the name to the Regala because she slays every single year. You have to know when watching the Met Gala fashion that it is a particular theme each year. So sometimes the things can look absolutely crazy. You may look at the Met Gala and say to yourself, I would never wear that in Target. I would never wear that to church. Well, guess what? We didn't ask you to wear this to church. We didn't ask you to wear this uh, to Target. This is for the Met Gala. There's the theme, okay? So I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page about that. Alexis says, hey, you should throw a Woman Evolve Gala. We'll come. Don't play. Don't. You're playing yourself. If you think that I won't throw me on a gala, I will throw me a gala. We'll, We'll gala it on up. It'll be gala, gala, gala. Okay, let me tell you something. I would love, I like getting dressed up. You know, I like it. I like throwing me on some. When we get invited to stuff, I like it. We got, um, we were recently, I forget where my husband and I were, but I knew that I needed to have on a church hat. I like it. Can we give a Hail Mary to just the fashions? Okay. Elaine says Rihanna is dope always. Chanel says Blake, Cardi, Riri, Katy Perry. Yes, you are right. They are, first of all, Blake and that train, um, what's the child's name? Blake Lively, that's her name. 
she had a train, train filled to temple. Okay. She had her a train on her gown and I was here for it. And uh, yes, Janelle Monet was it. Janelle Warren. Listen, y'all just Google it. Hail Mary to the Met Gala for giving saints a reason to just get together and get dressed up. Um, I will be thinking about whether or not we will have a woman evolve gala. It's probably too late for me to get it together. I th- it's probably see y'all playing with me because y'all know I think I'm superwoman and I can do all things through Christ. Um, I need y'all to hit my comment section if y'all. I'm going to put it on my Insta story. Deborah wants to know why was Beyonce not at the Met. I think she must have been at Mind Your Business Ministries. I don't know if they was having a tent revival that night and we didn't get invited, but she certainly was not there. Um, I'm going to put a poll on my Insta story about the Woman Evolve Galen. That's what I'm going to do. I think it's going to have to be 2019 because I want it to be planned properly and I want there to be enough time for slayage, but I am going to put it on there. All right, y'all, that's Rescue Eve and Hail Mary for Woman Evolve. The next segment of the show are some advice questions that came across my desk that I felt were worthy of input from the Woman Evolve delegation. Those questions are from my Instagram DM box. You guys may or may not know, but you can slide into my DMs. Now, I'm going to let you know I get hundreds of DMs before you slide into them hundreds a day. So I try to catch what I can, when I can, but I'm not always able to get all of them, okay? But this one stood out to me, and I thought that we should take a minute and acknowledge this. This person sent me this DM, and she says, thank you. As I was scrolling, tears were falling down my face because a man came into my life and had all the qualities I had prayed for, but I was too afraid to date him or give him my true feelings because he lives four hours away. My last heartbreak slash relationship was long distance, and I said that I would never do that again. This man knows what he wants, and it's me, but I was afraid. He gave up on me and went from talking every day to now not at all. I feel horrible. How do I know if he's the one? I read this and I thought, yes, the saints always have a question about relationships that offer us an opportunity for us to chime in. But the first thing I thought when reading this, my friend, my sister, my woman evolved delegator, is that the question is not whether or not he's the one. The question is whether or not you are the one. Here is the thing. There are so many moments when we qualify whether or not a man is the one who should be in our life. But I want to ask you a question. Have you become the kind of woman that is worthy of the man you're praying for? Are you the one worthy of taking care of his heart? Are you the one worthy of protecting what God has placed down on the inside of him? Are you the one? Have you grown and matured in such a way that you are able to handle the very thing that you're praying for? Because we have our list of what he needs to be and how he needs to act. And I think that those are wonderful things to have. They're called boundaries and standards. And I would never tell a woman to not have those. But all I will say is that make sure that you can reach the standard that you are declaring over someone else's life. Okay, make sure you can reach the very standard that you're setting. You want him to be a man of God? Chad, how is your prayer life? Okay, 
You want him to be able to lift his hands and worship? Girl, you may have to turn Cardi B off sometimes, okay? You know me. I'm here for Barty, okay? But I'm saying when you are saying, God, this is what I want. This is what I need. Child, you want him to stop talking to his exes and your exes be hitting you up and you trying to prove that you're the girl who can still be friends with the ex even when y'all not together. You're going to have to let that go and become the one that you're searching for. That that was my take on it. You know, I don't think it's anything about, I don't think that it has anything to do with him. As a matter of fact, it sounds like he said to himself, self, she's not ready. And so I'm going to leave her alone. And it sounds like what you asking me and, and what you saying to me is I don't think I'm ready. So, so I pushed him away. So I think you have to make a decision. Um, there was a, a moment in my message and, and I mean this, um, and I said it when I said it, I said, with all due respect, I said to myself, um, I said to the saints rather, as I was, you know, preaching, you know, sometimes you got to come up or shut up, you know, like if you're not ready to risk vulnerability, your last relationship ended and you're not ready to take that step, that's fine. That means you're going to have to stop demanding that people come down though. You know, like until you're ready to come up, you're going to have to be quiet and work through your feelings and work through what happened. And when you get finished working through all of those things, then maybe you can come up. All right. Jamie says, like you said, Sunday, keep praying those buried prayers. Be ready to receive what you're asking God for. Be ready for the come up because it seemed like the Lord sent a come up, but you wasn't ready, child. And that's fine. I'm not I'm not, you know, me. I ain't no hater. I'm not saying you have to be ready, but you have to know that you're not ready and stop questioning him when you have to question yourself. Why did I push him away? What are my patterns? What are my rhythm? What residue is left from that previous relationship that kept me from seeing that there was a gift? standing right in front of me. And before I ask him to come back into my life and before I tell him that I'm ready, I need to really make sure that I'm ready because the worst thing that I can do is become like the person who disappointed me in the first place by playing with somebody else's emotions. Now, hmm, that's my word. Edda says, if you ask too much, be willing to give much as well. I would not ask enough if I am not willing to give enough. That's right. That's it. Okay. Alicia says, it's a word. I'm growing from this podcast. I'm glad. I'm just trying to help somebody from but from my own experiences. I'm not judging. I'm not trying to be one of those people who point their fingers. But what I'm saying is sometimes we pray for stuff that we're not willing. Listen, honey, I prayed for my husband. He came into my life. We got married. I thought, man, this is exactly what I was praying for. I had done a lot of work. But the more that God brought us together, the more areas of growth were revealed in both of our lives. And I had to be willing to say to myself, if you are going to maintain this connection and maintain the purity of this connection, you are going to have to be willing to continue to grow, mature, become vulnerable and evolve because it is necessary if you're going to become one. That's all I'm saying. Michelle said, amen, be the one. Is be the one the name of the podcast? Is grace on the grab, be the one? I don't know. It's so many options. All right. My next question came from... Instagram as well, someone who slid into my DMs. And it says, hi, Sarah. I have to say, I've truly been blessed by your podcast sermons and overall presence for our generation. I have a hopefully simple question. She says, how do you know when God is speaking to you? Is it different for every person? How does it compare to a woman's intuition or is that the same thing? Any wisdom would be greatly appreciated. I believe that hearing God's voice starts with really cultivating worship. 
Worship can be awkward when you've gone through a lot of things and sometimes you feel unworthy of God's love or unworthy of having like a relationship with God. But I want to challenge you to like lift your hands and worship when you, when you feel it or to just have a moment of deep connection with God where you say to yourself, God, I receive, you know, the the lyrics to this song. I receive that as my truth. God, I as I receive that as my truth, I ask that you replace anything that wages war against that truth truth, you know, to have an honest moment of connection with God. And you will notice that as you begin to feel, it's a feeling, it's an indescribable feeling, but it just feels like oneness with everything connected to you and around you, that you see everything from this place of love and peace and harmony. And you take that feeling and you begin to fall in love with that feeling. And then as you are going through your everyday life, there will be moments where you feel something or, or you're wondering, God, what should I do? You know, here are my options. And you take those options and you bring it into that environment of worship. And God will highlight what is the voice or the path or the steps that he has for you. And so sometimes hearing God's voice is someone said something to me at the grocery store and I felt that worship feeling I feel. And that's how I knew that that message was from God, that it wasn't just a stranger being nice to me. Or I was thinking this out thought I had this idea to have this women's conference. And when I had this idea to have the women's conference, it reminded me of how I feel when I lift my hands in worship and practice hearing that voice, practice cultivating that feeling. And the more that you just worship, the more that you fill yourself with worship, the easier it becomes to hear God's voice. You know, what it is, is it's less hearing God's voice and more feeling God's presence on the direction where I need to go. Now, I'm not a Bible scholar, okay? I'm not like a theologian. I study my relationship with God came through the school of hard knocks, but that's my truth about it. That's how I have come to differentiate God's voice from my ideas. But I want to hear what the Woman Evolved delegation thinks. Jamie says, like, a powerful aha moment. Exactly. That's exactly what it feels like. It feels like all of a sudden there was only one option for me. I thought I had all of these choices to make. I thought I had all of these different options. And then all of a sudden, it just became so clear that there's only one way forward. And follow that voice. And as you follow that voice and fall in love with that feeling in that presence, it's it's amazing. Rebecca says, God's peace has been the answer to my prayers in many ways. Lady says, preach. Elsa says, I am right with you. Karen says, God's voice brings a peace. It does. I'm telling you to take your options and bring your options into that spirit of worship. And when you take those options and bring it into the spirit of worship, God is going to highlight and illuminate what's next. Now, I have to tell you, it may not be easy. It may not be the most comfortable thing. Like I knew that God was calling me to become a speaker because I felt that presence on it. And then I feel that presence when I do it. God is always going to lead you further into his presence. So maybe you made some decisions and you feel like, you know, I don't really feel the presence like I once did 
I'd suggest to you that you get back into a church where you feel God's presence and that you begin to listen to worship songs where you feel God's presence and you ask God, how do I get myself out of this situation, that this environment that I'm living in? And sometimes that means you have to break off some friendships or you have to lose some things along the way. But as you do that, his voice becomes louder and fear begins to drown and your growth becomes undeniable. And all of a sudden you're becoming the person that you always knew you could be, but never thought you had the strength to become. I told you I'm going to be a rapper. Okay. Alicia says, your dad spoke on how worship is the time of intimacy with God. And I promise I've changed my approach from then forward. So do I. Sometimes I'm in church and I'm just singing the songs. And then I think to myself, fool, stop singing the songs and listen to the words. And allow those words to sink into your spirit. You know, you know, way maker, miracle worker. Okay, yeah, but like really allow that to, to speak to you as you're raising your children. You feel it differently. Allow that to speak to you as you're making your way through school, as you're climbing that corporate ladder, as you're worried about the promotion. And when you attach the words to your reality, it uplifts you. All right, child, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Lady says, since you're so full of the word, child, I don't know. I guess. I love him. He's been too good to me. I got a good church head knock going. He's been too good to me. All right, y'all, before we leave, you know what we have to do. We have to have a snack. It's not a full meal. I'm not taking a text. I don't have an outline or a full thing to say. But what I do want to say is that as I was praying, I felt like God needs you to know that promotion is the natural reaction of progress. As you begin to progress, promotion is already built in. The only problem is that as you pursue progress, you just look up one day and you've been promoted. So what am I saying? I'm saying that your life right now is like an airplane, Okay, you had this moment where you were experiencing like total takeoff. Okay, you're excited, everything is just moving so fast, and then you get in the air and it seems like you're barely moving at all. And because it seems like you're barely moving at all, you become frustrated. And because you're barely moving at all, you're wondering, Am I on the right path? Did I get on the right plane? What happened? It it felt like I was at liftoff, but all of a sudden now it feels like I'm not moving. And what I'm telling you is that it seems like you're moving slow, but it's only because of what you see and not what the pilot knows. The pilot knows that you are moving at top speed. The pilot knows that you are going to get there faster than you would have gotten there had you driven, had you walked, had you run, had you taken any other flight. The pilot knows exactly how fast you're going. And before you know it, though it looks like you're standing still, because you have committed to progress, promotion is going to hit you out of nowhere. And you're going to look up and you're going to realize that all of that time I thought that I was moving slow and I didn't realize that I was outrunning everything beneath me. Now, if that ain't a snack, that's a whole snack attack. That's a whole snack attack, okay, child? I'm telling you, I don't know who you are. Sometimes these snacks aren't for everybody. Sometimes they hit that person exactly where they need to be hit. I am letting you know that I don't want you to be fooled into believing that your progress is stagnancy when in fact it is the pilot in control. You're moving at exactly the rate that you should. 
and you will not realize the promotion or the growth that you have experienced until you have reached the destination that this progress leads to. And you know what's going to happen after that? You're going to take off again and you're going to feel stagnant again. And then you're going to arrive at a destination and you're going to realize that all this time I thought I was stagnant, but I was really moving forward. So my prayer for you whoever you are, whatever you're going through, is that you will stop looking at the clouds and trust the pilot, that you will stop looking outside of the window and wondering why you're moving so slow when you thought you had taken off so fast and instead trust the pilot that led you to the path that you are on. I promise you, whether you experience turbulence or or choppy air, that the pilot has got you. God has got you. He's in control. He knows exactly when you need to arrive, and he will not let you miss your connecting flight. All right, let's use the whole analogy, all right? Let's use the whole analogy then. Some of you are stressed out because you think you're going to miss your connecting flight. I bind the spirit of of connecting flights being missed. God knows exactly what time the next plane is taking off. He knows exactly how much time you need to make it to the gate. You can tell I've been traveling. All right, this thing is going too far, but you understand what I'm saying. You're not going to mix. You're not going to miss the next dimension. You're not going to miss the next version of who God has created you to be. As long as you remember that God started this thing, he's going to finish this thing and he's not going to abandon me in the middle of this thing. All right, child. Okay. Keisha says, come on, please. Alana says, I feel that deep down. Well, she just says, wow, I really received this. Yes. Love knowing that God sent a word. All right, child. This has been episode 15. Y'all, we fancy episode 15. We trying to be somebody of the Woman Evolve podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure that you rate or review it on iTunes. And most importantly, make sure you drop me a comment in the comment section of Woman Evolve or on my own personal page at Sarah Jakes Roberts. Before we go, you know how I do. I have to close this thing out in prayer because hello, we're connected by the spirit first, and by the petty last. Come on, somebody. Oh, Derek Clay, before I logged out, brings out a good point. Hail Mary and happy Mother's Day to all the awesome mothers of Woman Evolve. He says, this weekend belongs to you. So before we go, I want to have this moment of prayer with my Woman Evolve delegation. I want you to know to all of the mothers out there that we see you, we appreciate you, and we thank God for you answering the call. So, God, thank you for an incredible time with the Woman Evolved Delegation slash Mind Your Business Ministries. Thank you for stretching our hearts and our minds to see things from a different perspective. Thank you again, God, for allowing us to be inspired by the stories of others through Hail Mary and for challenging us in our own walks through the advice section. God, I thank you that as we are progressing and changing and constantly on the potter's wheel, that you have a goal in mind and that we can allow our present state to make us forget what that goal is. So God, I ask on behalf of all of my people listening to this podcast that you would continue to give us peace and comfort in the midst of growth that we would rest fully in the knowledge that we are in your care and under your hand and therefore have nothing to worry about. God, thank you for using my voice and this platform as an opportunity to connect with other people on a journey to grow and evolve. 
God, give us God's speed, not just any kind of speed, but God's speed as we move forward in the direction of who you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you guys next week. Child, there may be a chance that I am going to be in a city near you. Visit sarahjakesroberts.com and learn about whether or not you can see me in your city. Or if not, come check out how you can take this Womany Ball party live and in the flesh in Denver, Colorado, July 13th through 14th. See you there.